What up, what up? Hey guys out there in internet land, this is Mac and Eric with Indie Invasion Shorts. Back another Wednesday, another game topic what? to chat about. And uh, we'll give it a little bit of time for people to jump on. We are streaming on our Facebook. We are streaming on YouTube. And we got the Twitch going. And if you guys could please go to any of those, like, subscribe, share, follow, all the button smashing things to help us out. We'd uh, really appreciate it. Help We're kind of, kind of on Discord. Kind, kind of, of on Discord, Discord right now. I just shared the YouTube link on Discord. So if you're, in, and we're going to work on figuring out how, if at all humanly possible, we mm -hmm. can um, have this stream. Learn technology. Oh no, learning stuff. This is going to be. Hey, surprise, surprise. Look who's. Look who gets the gold star today. The <laughs> gold star. He was just, there already when we were experimenting. Yeah, he so. jumped out. We're like, there's gold, gold star for you, Todd. Gold star. <laughs> Big, giant, gold, Wild West Exodus star. How about Man, that? I got one of those. That's, I got one of those, too. So, uh, thanks, you guys, for joining us for another show topic. We got, a, I think, a good topic. This one, I think, I thought of when I thought, you know... I thought this was right up your alley, Mac, because oh, yeah. a lot of times when we're talking about games and one of your favorite things is narrative. You're all, you yep. love narrative. It, you know, the mechanics and stuff can take a backseat, but as long as it's got a narrative, that makes the game fun. Now, narrative in a game, one of the things it does. It's Alder. Oh, let's toast Alder. <laughs> Good morning, Alder. But uh, one of the things narrative does in games is it, sucks you in right Suck it, you in it immerses you so i thought tonight we'll go over uh that as a topic immersion so immersion. what, what mental involvement yep. what makes a good game immersion for you or for, you all out there i guess for, right and, and if you guys have suggestions throw them up in the chat we got yeah. chat going too well in, the funny thing is is i was kind of joking with the little hands and everything but Immersion is that um, it's that uh, uh, deep mental involvement. So it can be anything from the story. I think you know this guy. The, I think I might know that guy. <laughs> from the any, it can be anything from the story to um, the miniatures to the terrain. You know all of that stuff that we're going to talk mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's interesting because it's deep mental involvement. I mean that's the definition of the word. I didn't make it up. You can blame Webster for that one. Okay. But it can be the rules too. Yeah, that's it can true. be the rules. If you're down for something like Infinity, a crunchy rule system could immerse super, you. Super, super, super crunchy. Mm -hmm. Or or old BattleTech or Starfleet battles or something like that. That's still immersion. So I wanted to throw that out there before we started diving into it because I think I think the default in our brains when we say immersion it's usually is usually narrative, right? Right, right. That's where our brain goes. Yeah. But it's so much. But it really is so much more than that because for each one of us, it's something else that's going to immerse us in the game. Get that deep mental involvement. The brain burner, right? Brain, brain burner, burner baby. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so yeah, like we were saying, a, a good game will make you feel part of the world and suck you into it uh, with immersion. So, um, let's let's start right off the top, Mac. I usually say questions like this for the end but what what is a good immersion for you that if it's not narrative what else would it be for you 
Oh, it's it's the tabletop. It's the, the third player, right? It's the third player. Yeah, for me, it's always gonna be the third player. That's why my whole basement is filled. Look, I got I got giant mushrooms sitting behind me. Lots mm-hmm. of giant mushrooms for my for my Alice in Wonderland esque. No, oh, I um, thought that was for Candyland. Uh, <laughs> it is for Candyland. It's for the new version of Candyland, Twisted Candyland. Look, Alder says immersion. Three, two, one. Max starts talking about Twisted. Oh, well, Maybe hey, a you know, little bit. You know what you like, but well, it really is. It's about the terrain, and I'll tell you. Um, so there's a couple of things, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pay homage to Alder for this one, okay? Because I am gonna talk about Twisted. Is I love a table where it where the, the tabletop really is the third player. And what I mean by that is dangerous terrain, random things happening on the tabletop. Deep Wars and Shadow Sea are really good about that too. They've got these random things. There's plants that can eat you in the middle of the of the game, all kinds of stuff like that. And just setting the table up, I'll spend usually 45 minutes to an hour just setting up the table. The time most people will spend building their list. I've seen you. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen you do it at, at yeah. uh, Adepticon. Yeah, everything's got to be in just the right place. It's the little rocks. It's breaking up the lines. Yeah. It's all that kind of stuff. So for me, if it's not the story, now, now this is this is totally a loaded question for me because I can give this kind of argument on every point we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but, for me, it is the terrain. That's the big one. That third player, that's a, that's a win for me. I love yep. to build terrain and then give it away. See, for me, I think it's actual specific models, but not just any model. A model that's a character. You know, he has a name, not the the you know your scrub guy that right has no name, but your name characters that usually in most games they have some kind of even right. if it's a couple sentences some kind of backstory. So you feel like you get to know that character and get invested in it. Yes. Uh, okay. So who, who's yours for, I can use, for example, my Jesse James from wild West Exodus. I mean, not right. only is it a historical character that we can, you know, semi relate to, cause it's from our, our world, you know, you can read on the, about this character, but then they add that, you know, more of that in world game fluff. Right you know, and give him a backstory to fit him into that world. Um, you know, you could say that with a lot of the uh, the GW stuff, like the 42 yeah. characters. You know, they, they wrote how many novels about oh, some of these oh, characters? Yeah. How many so, times have we said that before about 40K, whether you love or hate it? Mm-hmm. You, you can't get away from the fact that they have an extensive lore for you to dive into for exactly yeah. that kind of immersion with the character. Uh, and when you mentioned that, it makes me think specifically of the drowned earth and the character Hove in the drowned earth. That's that, ki- that one character is the whole reason I play the faction. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of characters, when you kind of start deep diving in them, you get attached to them. Uh, it, it can really get you into a game system. And, and then when that character dies during a game, Man, you just want to pack the rest up and go home. Right, You're like, like, oh, well, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> well, to be fair, Hove is my sniper, too. So when Hove mm-hmm. dies, it's kind of like, 
Oh, that kind of sucks. So we got a couple comments up here. Let's okay, see. let's take a look at some of them. So Spaz, talking about the terrain sounds like a great segue for the podcast topic I just suggested in Discord. And that says, hey, Indie Invasion, how about doing a cast about where to get and make terrain for your games? I don't even think I, I saw that, but, you he know. He just posted it. Oh, he just did. Hey, just we were reading. Well, beep, we're like this. <laughs> like, boop. It was a, we were having deep mental involvement. That's there what it go. was. It was there deep mental go. involvement. We were immersing ourselves. So in- let's see what else we got. Todd is mentioning frost grave for immersion. Um, I think he's referring to rules maybe. Yeah. Pipe in on that one, Todd. What part about frost grave are you throwing in for the immersion? And then let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reading your your cousins. Oh, uh, my cousin. Yeah. Yes. You could throw that one up there. There you go. Oh okay, yeah. So for those of you guys watching, he says, "Preach, Bill." My name is William McClelland. So I'm Mac because of my last name, because of being in the service, and my family's always been Mac. And I'm Bill and Billy to the rest of my family. So just for all the confusion there, there you go. But. Yeah, table, pieces, dice, they're they're all part of the players. And then mm-hmm. Alder, we know that you love a great table because if you guys go over to the Discord channel, if you're not a member yet, go over. If you are a member and haven't seen it, scroll back a, a little ways, or there may be some secret way to look at the pictures. I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but he, Alder, posted a super cool, this is not a test board. Yeah. Oh that my God! A, if that table doesn't suck you in, yep that that's an immersion table. I right want to use that table that. for a couple games. Oh yeah, Last Day's Zombie Apocalypse. I want to play Eden on it. I want to play, um, yes, just yes, Everything. just I just want to play a bunch of stuff on it. So it looks like Todd's mentioning terrain being a third player when he's talking oh. about Frostgrave. Yeah, I okay. could totally see that because that's the kind of game that you it kind of excels with terrain. You know, you don't want just a a flat board. You want terrain for them to interact with and well that uh, it also does um it's got the the wandering monsters and stuff too so your table is and i kind of include any kind of wandering monsters as part of the table because they you you know they're they're a set piece even though it's not a a hill or a tree or Mm -hmm. a scary plant monster that's going to suck your face off and eat your brain it's um still that's part of it. So there's all that dangerous stuff in Frostgrave. I forgot about that. I haven't read my Frostgrave book in a while and I don't have anyone to play with. All right. So I'm going to go back to terrain because you made me think of something when you were talking about terrain. So you were talking about how you spend an hour and stuff like that. And I, and you have talked about setting up a train and kind of your mind thought and stuff. And um, one of the points I remember you bringing up is that, you know, you kind of, when you're setting up your train, say it's a town, you know, that town has a history, whether it's the people right. in it or it's the town itself. And like historically, you can look up, you know, Tombstone. Right. Everybody knows what Tombstone, that town, you know, right. Oakley Corral and stuff. So these places have a story. And even if it's not, uh, you know, a historical town, maybe it's fictional, sci fi or whatever, you can. You know, it's not wrong to say, well, I'm going to take Tombstone and put it in space and just make it space okay corral. You know, you could do that. Yeah, that's so much fun. I did that with all of my Wild West Exodus boards. Yeah, Every single one of them was a named place. 
um, and had named characters that were part of it. And, and that was, that was fun building that, building that narrative that was my terrain. Mm -hmm. And it, so, it and, makes you feel part of the town. Like, you know, you know, Billy jo Joe, Bob, you know, got shot down the street there right. and, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So that just that little touch will, right. um, you know, suck you in. And, right. Uh, I, I even stole a character from the movie, the unforgiven <laughs> to put in my town, pepper Creek, where I had two gun Corky. You only had one arm. You figure out why they called him two gun. Okay. But so I had, because I had a, uh, a lawman model from my sprue that for those of you, anyone who has ever built any wild west exodus models knows that they remind you of Malifaux because they got, they have some fiddly bits on some of them. Mm -hmm. and, and it was it was just the the regular lawman and i had an arm just went flying like oh yeah that's never gonna find that not in a million years so i just made him a green stuff sleeve because he didn't have an arm so thus two gun corky was the deputy in pepper creek that's right that's right Okay, so let's go to, we touched on rules a little bit. So rules can immerse you in the game too, right? Um, we mentioned, you know, some people like the, the crunchy stuff, yeah. others don't, but that's one thing that can do. The other end, say the rules are, you know, they're fast, easy, and smooth to follow. Mm -hmm. Just having that will maybe make it easier to suck you into that game. Um, and sometimes the rules will like a good rule set will almost have a, a reason why it works a certain way. And it makes sense in the whole grand scheme of, right. You know, the action, what's going on on the table between the models. Um, so right. I think that's one thing that, you know, can, uh, you know, you, you start playing all of a sudden it's like, what we're done already, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I, I like the, I like that there is a, a dichotomy between those two extremes in in games and people don't have to you don't have to fight over which one you like you know what i mean it's okay to like both of them so for instance i love relic blade mm -hmm. and relic blades fast and furious dice chucking rumble slam fast and furious dice chucking if you're not laughing you're not playing rumble slam the right way but at the same time Right, rain and hell, super easy as well. But at the same time, I like Starfleet battles. Mm -hmm. And if anybody out there, I'm, I'm guessing there's shorts. a couple of people old shorts. enough to know Starfleet battles. And yeah, there's a lot of crunch in Starfleet battles. Well, but it's a fun game. Todd brings up a good good point in the rules. Games that let your party or model level up, like old GW stuff like Mordheim, yes. Warhammer Quest, uh, Dracula's America, um we've mentioned rain and hell i mean there's a lot of game systems out there that as you play whether it's just game to game and you can level up or most have like a campaign system right so the campaign system could be just a number of scenarios linked together through a narrative or a story or they could just be like missions and you know you earn experience points or you know something to basically you think about rpgs it's like they're leveling up Right. And, and I don't think, um, so for instance, the original Necromunda wasn't, it wasn't campaign based. It was leveling up, but it wasn't necessarily, you were building your own campaign is what I mean. There, it wasn't 
like you have these six missions to do, do these six missions and then you're done kind of thing. Yeah. It was, you were building them and man, that game came out so long ago. I don't even want to think about it. And I can still remember some of the names of some of the dudes that were in my, that were in my very first game. And so, and that's because of that immersion part of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we got uh, Seth is here too. What's happening? Seth and Mike are just, Mike's just joining us. That's been with us for a couple of minutes. Uh, but yeah, the, the rules can, can just as easily draw you in. I, I think I tend towards the, the lighter rules because mm-hmm. I'm not a competitive player. And as much as I like to play Starfleet battles, that that game's somebody jump across the table and beat you up kind of competitive. <laughs> without, you know what I mean? Um, and, oh, yeah. So Craig throws this one up. This is great. Some of our Necromunda members of our very first games are repurposed into Starbreach. Absolutely. I, I don't have my old Orlocks anymore, but my son did buy me the new Orlock box for Christmas. They're put together. I'll just say that. I'm not going to say how long ago he bought them for me, but they are put together. They're just not painted. I know um, when that game came back out. Yeah. <laughs> but he got them for me much later, so okay. I, didn't, I didn't get them right away. But, <laughs> yeah, I love campaigns. And a lot of times it's hard to get people together to string a series of games together. Yeah. So when you talk about campaigns and immersion – what I would do, and if you if you go in the Twisted Facebook group and scroll back a little ways, because I haven't been on Facebook for a while, um, you'll see what I'm talking about. So I'll do a story-based game one-off, just a one-off game. I think so those the, files are still in there last time I looked. Yeah, yeah. so there's uh, we did one for, we did the contest where we had, you wrote you wrote the one, where you were basically fighting the undead. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that we did where I used a Wild West Exodus model actually as sort of a twisted steampunk Gulliver for Gulliver's Travels. Yep, that's ordered, right. some, ordered some 15 millimeter steampunk Victorian dudes and used them as the Lilliputians and ran a scenario just based around that guy. Then we ran our Christmas scenario with bad Santa and the crazy elves. Then we ran a new year's scenario uh, with father time and the new year's baby. So, and, and these were just all one-off games so that people could play so, and just be your, immersed in the story. Your, your basic scenario. So like just your one-off scenario has the same effect too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's see. We got, uh, Mike brings up shadows of brimstone. Uh, Although not a war game, it's campaign game and ton of fun. I kind of consider, I mean, I think there's a fine line. Between, That's a real fine line when it comes to yeah. board game miniatures. I mean, yeah, because I, Zombicide's not technically a war game, but to me, when I sit down to play it, I feel like that's what I'm playing. I'm just, and and I just saw someone post. I don't remember where I saw it. I think it might have been on Instagram where they were playing Last Day's Zombie Apocalypse and they were just using their Zombicide tiles. Mm-hmm. to play the game for their terrain. So yeah, that makes a great terrain. Yeah, uh, so that kind of that kind of puts it in the same category to me anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Steph is working on his reign in Hell Cabal. There you go, buddy boy. That's what I like to see. 
Mine are getting there very, very slowly. Yeah, Seth will be done. They, and you can see one of, me. Seth, one of Seth's painted up in the Discord channel as well. And then Alder throws up there that rules are a minor consideration for me. Terrain, campaign, and minis are all more important. It really is for me, too. Yeah, it's different for everybody, right? I mean, you're a terrain yeah. guy. I'm a mini guy. Uh, and like we mentioned before, some people may excel with the uh, the rules. Yeah, and and I like decent rules because, I, I mean, you have to have something in there or else you're ultimately going to have somebody that comes in and just says, oh, here, I'm going to put these 47 guys on the table. And you go, this is a, like, 10 model kind of game. Well, it doesn't say that in the rules. And then you have, and then you have a problem, but well, one of the ones that I discovered and I'm actually excited to check this one out because it has something that I'm, I don't think I've really seen done well yet. And you guys jump in. Uh, and if you're watching this later, post in the comments, if you know of a game that does this and does it well, because I don't even know if this one will do it, but it's called Devil in the Wilderness by Dan Valentine. And it's basically, it's during the Salem Witch Trials, a little bit before the Salem Witch Trials. So the setting is 1690s, but it's not historical because you got werewolves, you got legit witches and uh, all this other kind of spooky super so like alternate, alternate kind of history almost. Yeah, kind of like... Um, Dracula's America, but 200 years earlier. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. was like the precursor to what's going to happen in Dracula's America. But it's set up for two to five players. And mm. that was what I was like, wait, okay, hold on a second. Two to five players. So that's something I really want to, I'm looking forward to checking out. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Todd. You better hide your wallet. <laughs> I I strikes again. Here we are, as yep. usual. Mike said he's using Malifaux minis for rain and hell. There's a lot of good ones that would work. As a matter of fact, I, I may have to go grab a couple of mine and add them to my cabal or just build another cabal. I, build I another know. one, yeah. I don't know. But I'm very sorry for the people that will be listening on Podbean, because you're not going to get to see what I'm about to show you. Okay. What do you got? I got something in the mail that I am super excited about, and I don't know exactly how we're going to do this yet, but we are going to get some of these out there. I promise. We haven't figured out how yet. Might do a contest, might do some other stuff, um, but here they are. They, they, you won't be able to see them that well, but you can see them on Instagram and Discord. But that's right. It's an Indian invasion movement template with a four, six, two, and one inch side. Bam! No, I didn't get Elasta Ape Spaz. That one's for you. Here we go. Let's see. Now that you blew up my picture, I'll, I'll put it back up there. I can see my Elasta Ape. That was a pretty funny model. There, there we go. There we go. Like the black, it's better. Like I said, models to immerse you, right? There you go. Widgets. So, I think that widget will immerse me in the game. The widget will immerse it. you. And I would like to point out that I have a few. Look at here. all these goodies. Look at all these goodies. Yeah, you know what? That brings to mind just uh, what we what do you call that? Tabletop bling. That'll immerse you. There you, you get, go. That's you, a whole topic right there. Bling, tabletop bling. I mean, that's why we got companies that produce stuff like that or hundred dollar dice sets that are made out of stone. What I'm do you like, know about that, Eric? 
I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you I can't do. give a straight face. You don't even hey, know about that. It came in a coffin case. That's that was my. Oh, well, that, I mean, what else do you need right there? If it came in a coffin case, then it's worth every penny. That's right. Alder said that uh, now I've got a bunch of Walsung minis, Alder, and I haven't played it yet. I, I actually don't. That's I don't have the rule book, which is kind of unusual because I like collecting rule books. Um, but winning, stealing, priority, or initiative. So that's pretty cool. And with mm. more than two players, I, so I, I would definitely like to to check that out. I need to pick up a, a copy of the rule book just to read it, uh, just so I have it. The fiddly bits. <laughs> Got to have the fiddly bits, man. Here, the, here it is. <sighs> I can't wait to get a game in. Seth, this is the movement template right here that I'll be using with my cabal to probably get stomped. That's the one I'll be using. I can feel it. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think is that all we got, sir? I think that do you have any other ideas for uh game immersion besides we said we went over terrain? Terrain we, we talked about uh narrative was well, kind we didn't of the really go-to about minis. Uh minis and well, we did minis and characters, but not yeah, the but minis not for, themselves. Yeah, not model themselves. That's uh, true. So a lot of times aesthetically, yeah, a lot of times you'll see a mini and be like, oh my god. Gosh, what's his story? Like, yeah. uh, you know, any of those big giant, you know, minis that you get off of Etsy or like the GW minis that cost like $200 or right. something, you know, um, that that's enough to get you invested. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in that. Well, that's I've said this before on the show, Round Earth, Deep War, Shadow Sea and Twisted. Those models are what. Drew you in, attracted me to the game, and keep but, you in the game, right? yeah, and keep me in the game, especially when I get my drowned earth hippopotamus model that I designed. Oh, yeah. That's really going to be fun, and um, it, you know, and I could say that about you know Wild West Exodus. What one the you know Creation Seven is what drew right. me into that, and it's like you know just from sight, it's like I wanted to find out more about him. So then I went to that next level where you start finding out the backstory. Right. And, you know, his history. And, you know, I could say that about God. I am one that really gets drawn to a game because of certain models. Right. Um, you know, that the we mentioned the the wow factor almost, yep. you know. Uh, so, yeah. Well, and GW is good at getting. You to, oh, yeah. Wow they're, one, man, they got you know? some wow factor all day long. So we had, I was uh, just looking at the new vampire accounts today and I was just like, oh. Yeah, so, well, we got a lot of stuff going on. So, audio, Mike said audio and background music. Definitely. I like to put... I've That's a ground, really good one, Mike. That's yeah. Our, and I've RPGers got a, use that all the time. Yeah, I've got in um, the Drowned Earth Facebook group, if you go there and scroll way back, I, or actually, you can just go to one of the videos. Um, I did a table set up in a game where we had background people or background music playing. And there you go. Todd, with the with that's a win right there. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to play with, uh, not to sound rude, but you don't want to play with uh, rules lawyers or just players that are kind of win yeah. at all cost almost. I mean, well, if you're playing with those people, you might be playing with the wrong group. Um, well, you might not be though, because if you're that if you're that kind of player where you're blood and guts, you probably want to play against somebody who's blood and guts true. and not after the story. That's uh, true. And, 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 it's Spaz made a good point too, is that if you don't play with the right people, 
you can often find yourself pushed away from a game because of the people that were playing it. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's another I've thing. I've had that, that happen before, yeah. whether it's a, a, a regular card game, you know, card games are usually, it's a one-on-one -on -one type of duel thing. Right. Um, and I've been the new guy sit down to try and just learn the game really. And I've had people just stomp on you and it's like, well, I hope that was fun for you. Cause it wasn't for me. I don't think I'm coming back. <laughs> there's, there's a question from Alder. How much for the widget? I have no idea, dude. We just got them in the mail. So I have, I have no clue. Um, but we are going to figure that out and we'll, we'll, we'll make them available or something. We got to figure out what we want to do with them. It happened sort of off the cuff. We were at coastal con this past February and there was a guy there who had a did laser cutting acrylic. I had money from the door and was like, Oh, Hey, can you cut me some? So that's, that's how we ended up with them. So there was no zero, zero plan for those. And yeah. they just showed up. So we'll, we're, we'll let everybody know as we figure out what the heck we're going to do with them. Yeah. Todd's Todd's uh, kind of going on rules guys group together too. Yeah, they do. They do. And speak of the devil. Spaz can we can relate to this one very well because this is how I met this Yahoo. Right, the Mon Pot group formed by Team Covenant. Uh, it was definitely it was one of those experiences that you make lifelong friends in the group. You know, right. I I can say that about guys from Wild West Exodus. I mean, that's how I met you. Yeah, how I met you know a bunch of the people in the Todd. community. Todd, yeah, yeah, so. That that's a neat thing about uh, the games. On, on the safe side, guys, for needing a as Todd has dubbed them, Mac and Eric fiddly bit. Um, I can't use all of these, so we will be getting them out to the world in some way, shape, or form. Because I, I might keep two for myself, but I'm reasonably confident that I don't need all of those. They make good I, book bookmarks. I am a little bit of a hoarder, though, so. No, no, <laughs> not that kind of hoarder, not that kind of hoarder. But anyway, I think that wraps us up for tonight. I think that's about it. Yeah, we should probably wrap it up tonight. We're starting to ramble a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Good at as Todd likes to say, this is the shortest thirty minutes in the gaming world, and it's done, and it's wah, done. Wah. solving the gaming universe's problems one game at a time. But yep. anyway, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. We love it when you guys, the, the most fun thing is when you guys are throwing comments and stuff up. That's a lot of fun for us. So don't forget to check us out on Podbean. We've got a couple new things up over there, a couple audio readings and some other stuff we've been doing for Rain and Hell. Um, and, but you can check those out on all of your podcast stations, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pocket Casts, blah, blah, blah. There's a million of them out there some of them you just make up a name and it becomes a podcast hosting station mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you can also get us on facebook youtube instagram and discord the discord and the instagram have gotten quite a bit more active lately so that's been pretty exciting yeah, yeah it's been a lot of fun so feel free throw your pictures up in discord let's see what you're working on what you're playing because if alder throws up another table picture you're probably going to save it and make it the background on your computer because it's a pretty good one. 
Also, if you have any ideas for games we should check out, or you just want to get back at us for introducing you to a game and you feel like you need to introduce <laughs> us to a game and you want to just get a little revenge on us, you can email us at indianvasion at gmail.com. And I can almost guarantee you that your revenge will probably work. Yeah. It, yeah. it will probably be successful. Have, have no fear. Um, all of those links you can find over at the Coastal Con website, which is www.coastaltex.com. And you can find link. What's that? I don't have my hat. Or you don't have no Coastal Text. You can find <laughs> the Podbean link, YouTube, our Facebook, the Coastal Con Facebook group, all kinds, all the links are over there. You can also find the links to our good buddy, Jim, the tabletop engineer, his RPG and resource magazine, which is like we say all the time, the JCPenney Christmas catalog of gaming. Um, but you can also find Discover Games and Unipolar Games on there as well. So you can check out Indie Invasion t-shirts. You can pick up a Coastal Con t-shirt. You can pick up a tape measure of pretty much any game you want to get it customized for. And you can also check us out on Patreon. Yeah, you got a Black Hoof Saloon. Very nice. Uh, you can check us out on Patreon. We do post over there. Nothing over there is exclusive. We just post some stuff over there. We don't post other places, but you can go over and watch it, even if you're not a patron. But if you want to support us, we wouldn't we, complain. Yeah, we really appreciate it. More Matt needs some new headphones because he lost all his tonight. I didn't lose them. <laughs> I have five kids. I didn't lose them. That, that, should, that should explain everything. But please like, share, follow us on uh, whatever platform. If you haven't, we're trying to get our stuff up in Twitch so that yeah. they, our videos stay on there. So if you, ha if you don't have a Twitch, go make a Twitch, follow us over there and click like, share, subscribe, tell people about the podcast. And uh, especially if people are designing independent games, we need to know about them because I don't have enough rule books and clearly I need some more. Okay. That's, that's totally not. He wants to make a new bookshelf as well. <laughs> I do. I want to build a new bookshelf. I got some wood in the garage. I need to build a new bookshelf. But until we see you next time, guys, don't forget to prepare yourself for the invasion.